and welcome to episode 36 of Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, where an artist and an economist walk into a podcast and things happen. Hi, Steve. And how are you getting on? I'm good. I'm good. I just in case we did leave things in a bit of a, a cliffhanger last week. If anyone was tuned in, um, I don't have coronavirus or COVID-19. I tested negative uh, a little bit earlier, a little bit the next like a, the following afternoon from when we were talking. Yeah. And uh, but I'm very glad I took care and um did the test and didn't take any chances and go into a yeah. populated school um, with a po- with any symptoms. So anyway, good news. In case you have been like fretting all week going, oh, did Anne have coronavirus? No, I the answer was negative. So that's my second negative test in the year. And in this case, two negatives do not make a positive. Thank goodness. They, and they never did. Um, <laughs> uh, w- 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 except mathematically, of course. Um, yeah. I, I also went for a COVID test um, on Friday. Yes, tell so, me. Yeah, because I'm doing this other voices thing uh, tomorrow, actually. Oh, so we're recording this on a Monday and I'm going to do this like live streamed thing um, on, on, uh, in Dingle. And they said, well, we, you know, we want to just be super, super sure that everybody's, everyone's okay. Could you go get a COVID test? And I was like, how much do I want to go to Dingle for a night? And the answer is, COVID test enough is the, is the answer. <laughs> Everything is a price. And like, so I drove to Shannon to this like private, um, private uh, 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 COVID testing facility, which is literally like, uh, uh, you know, uh, like a, um, one of those things that you would rent for, for your back garden. You know, that it's like a sort of a tent. A gazebo? A gazebo thing, yeah. So this is Friday at like five o'clock, right? And it is just, I mean, inclement, inclement. I mean, the weather, it's like, it's windy and raining and two degrees, awful, right? <laughs> and obviously you do it in your car. So you drive up and it's in a car park in Shannon. It's actually in Coach 2 car park. If anyone okay. is listening understands where that is. But basically it's like over to the left in Shannon Airport. And you literally drive up and you've got a little um, sort of barcode thing on your on your car. And somebody goes, beep, you're Steve, are you? Show me your ID. So you show them my ID. That's grand. And then you just go in and this poor fella, right? He was, he was, he was huddled against the side of this thing with the PPE whipping around his head as the, <laughs> as the wind. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And I was just kind of like, like, like I was the one who was getting a giant cube shoved into my face, but I was like, I felt sorry for this dude. He was <laughs> miserable. And I said, mate, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, fine. You know, the grand. And then the problem was because he wanted to stay like in the, the obviously slightly warmer bit, he didn't. So, so the way you kind of do a COVID test for anybody who hasn't done it before is you have to take a series of different swabs of inside the mouth, um, back of the throat. And then uh, typically like they basically take two Q-tips and the long Q-tips, like about three inches long and stick them in the back of your nose. And then they count to 10 quite slowly. So they go one and two and three and four. And then they pull them out, stick it in and write your name on the label and, sh- and you're gone. That's it. Very simple, very quick. You know, people, people give out about how painful it is. It's grand. It'll be grand. You know, um, uh, uh, no bother. But anyway, freezing cold. <laughs> and this fella, he just, whatever way, he did, have you ever seen, you know, in, in the, the Three Musketeers where they kind of like jump out and go, Hazo! like, you know, they kind of like, you know, they kind of, <laughs> 
That's what yeah. this guy did to my nose, right? No. He just went, stick your nose up there. And then he went, wham, like that. And he just like reached out, like, like a long reach of his arm and just oh. stuck it into the back of my throat. And I was like, Wah! you know, and then the worst bit was he kind of retracted very quickly because we kind of yanked it. And he's like, there you go now. And he didn't do that one and a two and a three and a four. Um, he got a good, he got a good route around. So he's grand, like, you know, but um, I, I'm negative two, happy days. But um, yeah, I was like, <laughs> feeling That's significantly less grim. sorry for this man when I left. But um, yeah, but the, 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 the good thing about those tests are how fast they are. Mm. So again, we're talking about like one of the th- kind of weird themes about this podcast is like just how awesome progress is. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like progress is amazing. Um, they have they have something called a PCR test, and the way what a PCR test actually is, um, is is it's oh my god, it's so fantastic, right? Um, so so this thing is it's called a poly polyamorase polyamorase yeah polyamorase chain reaction, right? So they they literally uh, they they take a DNA sample and they go, this is a coronavirus t- DNA sample do you have the same DNA sample? And they're able to fix this in seconds. It's so class. And they have something called a PCR assay. So they can do loads of the tests at the same time because they sequenced the genome of this fucking thing in three days. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so incredibly impressed at, so, you know, I'm like, yay science. Cause it's just amazing. They, mm. they, 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 they figured out this whole thing in like 311 days from we have a virus. We don't know what it is. They sequenced yeah. this genome in three days. Only a week later, they had the virus, uh, uh, the first vaccine candidate sorted. Just a week, three three working days, in fact, but for five days, and um, they they worked it out from there. It's just awesome. And, and uh, in the UK, the vaccine is is going to be rolled out this week. In fact, uh, in tomorrow, in my my uh, sister in law's hospital. Uh, literally tomorrow there's sort of like just saw a picture um on 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 whatsapp covid19 vaccine they're going to start injecting regular people and um i'm i I, neither you nor i will be in the priority list i don't think i'm um but we uh we 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 will start seeing that happen pretty 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 soon and pretty soon Anne, you you will uh you will be uh you will be professor Anne. Isn't that right? You're um, professor of podcasting. Well, dear. very impressive. Tell me more about it. I professor. asked you, to, and to be fair, I asked Anne to tell me about this because <laughs> Anne is starting to teach podcasting, and she's obviously very good at it. But how do you teach podcasting? Tell well, me. Tell me. I want to I, know. I think the surrounding circumstances are what's interesting because so normally every year I direct a transition year show in a school in Limerick, and. This year, they said, they called me and said, can you do something? Because these transition years, they have nothing. Everything's yeah. cancelled. Everything's gone. Yeah. Their entire experience has just been taken from them. And um, myself and my colleague who normally do this, were like, what, what can we, they can't be together. They can't, no one can come and look at them. No one can gather and watch them. Sure. So we came up with the notion of doing kind of little creative modules with them. Okay. And and one of these, one of them was kind of making films on their phone. So I wouldn't be a filmmaker, but I can get people to make things. Do you know, I can get them to write. I can get them to refine their ideas. I can get them to organize themselves. And then it was more about download this app and um and and, and make it yourself. So it okay. wasn't 
uh, about getting in, say, a proper film crew and all that. It was more about their kind of process. Mm-hmm. And and we offered podcasting and, and podcasting was even more popular than, oh, cool. uh, than film. Oh. So at the moment... Um, so first, I suppose, what do you do? You first and foremost get them comfortable with each other and then get see what they're into and then get them to come up with, like, just mix it up, get, come up with as many ideas as possible sure. and then whittle it down and whittle it down and whittle it down until they end up in groups. And then you start uh, doing some technical stuff and talking through what you do and then go find a spot and also tell them find a spot in the school that's that's not loud that's got you know they, they kind of have to forage for a quiet space yeah, themselves yeah. and yeah. they're you i mean the thing is the, the the technology that that teenagers carry around their pocket is far more advanced than anything any equipment that existed in schools when you and i went there let sure. alone that everyone would have their own like it so the, there's a great freedom comes with that that mm-hmm. you can actually get young people to make things themselves that they're not waiting on uh, adults and technology to to help them or they have to book something that you know yeah. so it's like well how can we use that to to an advantage so you know it's kind of getting them to 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 make things and we play it back through a bluetooth speaker like a high quality one so they can kind of listen and yeah. critique themselves and where they and what they need to refine and then we also play things like listen to this intro listen to this uh, like you wouldn't have time to play an entire thing because podcasts by their nature are about 40 minutes long sure um on average and so if they're sitting there listening to something for 40 minutes that's a big chunk of your day gone so it's kind of listen to the intro listen to this little segment listen to mm. so <laughs> what i said to you today was uh you kind of have to put your money over your mouth is i've been working with them for a week and then it's like okay i make two podcasts myself so here are the two intros and i said one is pre-recorded um which is um the limerick lady which is a limerick post podcast as well mm-hmm. and that's a pre-recorded intro because it's a little bit long but our one is there's music played when this goes out and i literally said you know the music to this steve no. Stephen, you listen to the podcast every week don't you you listen oh, back i do i do week. i do Sorry, yes. <laughs> you approved the music and picked out the section which uh got used okay uh, there you go. E- Eric, you might have to edit this out. <laughs> Don't edit it out. It's marvelous. Um, yeah, did so really? You did. My, okay. my brother, David, recorded. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I'm, yes, 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 yes. Of course. Of course. Of course. Th- thank Stephen, you very much, David, for that. <laughs> we have a theme tune, Stephen. You know, we have a theme tune. You know, we're like superheroes. But at the top of this podcast, I say one sentence, you know, which is an artist and economist walk into a podcast and things happen. Yeah. So you know i was just giving them examples and it's just like oh we're like a tape test you know we're like yeah. the irish tape test or the french tape test. <laughs> they have to sit and listen <laughs> to podcast intros um if you but, had to have a superpower though what would it be teleportation. you just mentioned it's kind of a superpower but if you had to have one would, what would your superpower be teleportation so weird that would be my that would be my one too i went for a walk with kids yesterday and we were talking about this and of course, you know, it's like, well, what would you like? But you just get one, yeah? You can't be like Superman and have 99 feckin' powers. Yeah. Just the one. And it was really interesting because we're listening to a, a, a book series called Skullduggery Pleasant. And all the, all the characters are magical, but they all have different types of magic. Mm. And all the kids uh, uh, were, were like, teleportation. It's, it's, it's the absolute champagne. Champagne 
superpower. Of course. Right. Why would you do anything else? Like, well, the Flash has a pretty cool set of superpowers. He can run really fast and shoot lightning and stuff. That's pretty I mean, awesome. You could run really fast, or you could just be somewhere really fast, like in a second. Yeah, they're kind of equivalent, right? Um, Except you yeah. don't have to run. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Steve, it's like, hey, Steve, what do you want to do? Do you want to go for lunch in Spain? Or do you want to go to Barbados? Like, teleportation yeah. every time. Teleportation. I, I, I'm very in touch with that knowledge that yeah. I, no, I, I, just... I would, I would, I would, I have to say, I didn't really think about it. I thought flight, but actually flight, a bit of a pain in the arse. You can't go that far. You can't go that high. You can't mm. go that fast. You're going to freeze to death. You know, you're, if, you go, if you go too fast, your lungs will get punctured. It's a poor choice. You know, you, you might get hit by a plane. Some might no. go up your nose, I mean, your mouth. You're going to hit a bird at some point. Like, it's just not good. You know, <laughs> and like, you're not super invulnerable or whatever. No, no. Right? You can't do all that. You just get the one power. So teleportation, by far the best power. Absolutely. Like, Climate change, well, gone. Yeah. Bang. Well, yeah. I don't know about climate change. Well, yeah, transportation, 21% of all emissions. to be down by a fifth. Okay, not gone, but significantly, you know, gone. Like, I mean, how much of your day, well, we discovered in lockdown. Zero. It's <laughs> gone. Zero. Your commute. How much of my day is involved in a commute? We're all, <laughs> we're all teleporting now with Zoom. <laughs> I teleport to work. It's in the spare room. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not fun. No, I mean, I just mean the idea that you could have your breakfast in a different continent and a different, yeah, like. It's a class absolutely. power. Yeah, that's it is amazing. by far the best power. And I, when the kids, it's weird because I hadn't really thought about it. I was like, oh, flight is great. No, flight means flight times. It kind of sucks. You can't even watch a movie. It's, you just hear stuff whistling in your ears. You can't freeze, can't carry stuff. No, no, no. Teleportation. Absolutely. How would you stop yourself from becoming a weapon, though? Because, of course, somebody would be like, hello, Anne, how do you do? Please kindly put your hands on both of my tanks. So I'll just teleport them over here and then go back mm. and do that 50 more times. And now I have 100 tanks. How, you know, how would I stop? my enemy's gaff. Would there be a gun to my head making me do that? I guess. Well, you I know. just teleport away then. People are kind of devils, though. Like, if, you have, if, you, if, if you're kind of extraordinary like that, people will be a bit... You know, they'll be a bit um, uh, well, uh, uh, terroristy, I think. The, oh, That's sure, of course. Would, you know um, I mean. How would I stop it? I would stop it by teleporting away from them. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you no, later. of course. Um, there's, yeah. a, there's a series called The Boys. I don't know if you've seen it on, on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, kind of... yeah, yeah. Big fan of the comic book. Okay, you know it. So, yeah, it's like when superpowers are are corporatized and everything it's fantastic. um yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's an um, this has been a, an interesting process for me with doing these podcasts with these young mm. people is that i know how to do this but you said to me how do you teach podcasts and like i've had to figure it out how to i have no idea and I it's mean, a I... new medium what's lovely about it with yeah. young people is they're as okay with it as we are it's it's a new medium it's something they really really connect with and they love yeah. um and and so you're not trying to teach them everything they're like they, they know a lot already because they've been connecting with this so much and okay. they re and it's the kind it's very democratized it's very easy to get your own podcast out there um is it which is good and bad see i don't see the weird thing is i don't know anything about podcasting 
<laughs> it's so strange. I just show up on Zoom and go yap, 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 and I just leave. That's it. I don't actually know anything about the 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 nuts and bolts. Well, the infrastructure. I mean, it's yes. not it, it, there is work involved. Obviously, there's work involved. And mm. thankfully for us, Eric Fitzgerald does a very nice job High making five, making thank you this. eric <laughs> thank you eric uh he has to listen to this so uh, sorry eric <laughs> i apologize he's like we're like <laughs> you're like, oh, every episode, we're like i'm so sorry eric <laughs> how does this even get out there eric's like oh my god <laughs> validating every academic stereotype sorry eric but sorry, yeah there's eric. there's a um that that's basically the 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 ins and outs, I suppose, is getting them to be creative. Then it's getting them to be practical. Mm. And it's getting them to think of one. Some of them want to do stuff about reviewing food. It's like, well, from a restaurant, it's like, well, how are you going to get that? You know, and they're like, oh, we'll have to order it the night before. I'm like, okay, be organized. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's getting them creative and, and practical and those things meeting. And then uh, and then what comes out of that? Um, That's such a cool way of thinking, man. Creative and practical. Those things meeting and then what comes out of it. That's a great phrase. Well, great yeah, I'd like to think you heard it here first, but who knows? <laughs> I mean, but that's what you do. I mean, with any piece of art, you well, any kind of creativity, it's you kind of your blue sky thinking, which mm. you need to have, and then you need your constraints, and then you need your realities, and yeah. that that kind of conflict is often what ends up being the the product. It's been an interesting process learning. It's kind of like when people ask you like to teach English. I remember having to learn how to do TEFL. Uh, because I, I learned it in college. But you're like, you know, I can teach English. It's like, well, no, I can speak it. I don't know how to teach it. And then you discover things like that English doesn't have a future tense and things like that, that you wouldn't know because you yeah. just you just speak English. You just and then, speak it. Yeah. yeah. And you don't think about what, like things like that. And yeah. um, and it's kind of... Same thing with parenting. Um exactly the same thing with parody oh, or with teaching in fact uh so so I'm i have always thought i've always thought podcasting and parenting are the exact same well you regularly show up and if you don't do something really regularly it kind of goes away you know <laughs> so i think yeah a lot of parenting is just showing up um but 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 really the 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 the, the issue i have with with um with parenting is, is not the act of parenting but advice about parenting from people who have had one child it's like mm -hmm. i'm not an expert on parenting because i'm a parent you know and it's it's like i have a, i have advice for you but it's incredibly partial and probably useless to be honest you know mm -hmm. um yeah uh, uh particularly when i think new parents first-time parents they they just over they overindulge in like the the um the uh acquisition of labels they really okay. want to know the label of things, you know, like uh, there's a particular kind of thing. It's called meconium. Look it up. It's disgusting. But the, it doesn't matter as a first time parent. It's not. It doesn't really matter if you know this thing or not. OK, if you don't know what meconium is. You have a freak. You freak out the first time the child has a poo and then you kind of calm down. You'll be grand. You know, right. Uh, listen to your ma is probably the only bit of advice. It's the, the, the only bit of advice I give most most expecting parents is don't listen to any of the advice read a book, one book, you'll be grand, you know? Um, <laughs> and similarly with teaching, you're, there is a, there's a skill and an art and a craft and a science to teaching. Mm. Um, but almost no academics ever actually learn how to teach. We're never yeah. taught how to teach. 
we're just sort of we're, we're taught how to research but we're never taught how to teach um and they're trying to uh, as new academics come on board now our center for teaching and learning in ul and loads of other places they basically go look at if you want to stay around here you have to do this sort of uh, course thing i think it's like a, a postgraduate diploma or something in teaching and learning and um uh, to, to, just to make you a better teacher, right? So, so and maybe like standardize it. I, I think the top, the, the teaching is distributed normally like everything else, you know, and the mm. top sort of 20% are amazing teachers, you know, but there's a bottom 20% and they're not, like they're crap, you know? Well, it's, um, they don't necessarily go hand in hand. Being a researcher and a teacher are not necessarily... No, it's the same part of your brain. It is a, like you use, you only have a certain amount of resource that you can devote mentally to teaching and to research. And if you mm. over specialize in one or the other, you're going to, you're going to kind of force a problem. Um, mo most research, most research, like that's why you want research led teaching because it's the stuff the person talking about is, is actually most passionate about. The problem yeah. is that might be so far away from where the students actually are. You know, like you'd be you, like, like, so for example, you could be talking about, you know, advanced podcasting for people who run multi-billion dollar, you know, enterprises. And it yeah. won't, while it, it might be super interesting for you, because you've already, you run two of them, yeah. you know, and you produce it, you direct it, you kind of, you're a star in it, you do all the stuff, right? Where, whereas, um, you know, for the students, it's, it's just so far away from where they are, actually, that it doesn't necessarily make sense. Exactly. So my own research is, is just like, I can t talk to the master students about it, but like, you've got to be doing this. You've got to be doing economics for like five years before I can really, really get into the weeds about what I do. About what you're doing. Papers and books. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I can't really rock up to a first year and go, Hey, <laughs> 274 <laughs> equation model. Let's go through it. one line by line. And people yeah. are like, I won't I'll firebomb your house first. And it's like, you know, so, so th th there's a bit of that, but most of the time, most of the time, I, I think I think there's a huge value in learning by doing as long as you structure how you're going to do the learning. Like, like I, it sounds like you've really structured the podcast learning experience for them. Like they have to have a couple of ideas. They have to understand the technology, how to use their phones and all this. And they have mm. to like think through the nuts and bolts of if you're going to be a food reviewer, you have to go get food. How is that going to mm. work? You know, and, and all this. And it also of, gets to yeah. a point as well where they just have to start doing it because you just, just get on with it as well if you theorize till the day in. you know i actually put on the wall today we put up the um the quote by samuel beckett um ever ooh, i should know this ever, ever tried ever tried ever failed you know yeah ever, and then ever ever you know, ever failed failed fail again fail better feel better yeah so yeah. i said we're all about failure, all about trying things out. I, I should know that off by heart. Like I wrote it up for them today. And there's also a great creative process dialectic, which uh, I had to change the words a bit because online it's, uh, it, uh, it's basically online. It's um, this is going to be awesome. This is tricky. This is shit. I am shit. This is tricky. This is awesome, you know. So yeah. it's the, the and yeah. so I wrote it up, but I changed it to to terrible because I can't write shit up in a in a classroom. Um, by, by the way, have you heard, have you listened? Have you have you read the full quote, the full fail better quote? Oh yeah, awesome. Go on. 
here's the here's here's the 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 the, the famous bit right yeah. he, he says first the body no first the place no first both now either now the other sick of the either try the other sick of it back sick of the either so on somehow on till sick of both <laughs> throw up and go where neither till sick of there throw up and back the body again where none the place again where none try again fail again better again or better worse fail worse again still worse again till sick for good throw up for good go for good we're neither for good good and all like that's the bit that immediately follows the fail again fail better thing which to me to me it just it just describes somebody going jesus christ i hate this stuff yeah right? he's got that oh, you know that that thing that thing where you're you're not you're like 67 percent through a book Yes. You know, and you can't remember why you started it. <laughs> and you don't know what the f- this is all so obvious and crap and just oh yeah. You know, it's like throw up, you know, just sick of it all. Just, this is useless. I'm yep. a failure. I'm wasting my time. And that's you know? the big that's the big thing though, I think, with with anything, any passion project. You know, you yeah. you have to be brought into it and excited initially. And mm. then it's gonna be challenging, it's gonna be awful and terrible. And and you need to know that so that you can get out the other side. Um, yes. I always normally when I'm doing a show like a theater show, I'll always say there's there's just that dark day in rehearsal. Like there's days rehearsals are just a bit crap or when everyone's yeah. energy is low. But there's always a dark day where yeah. just everything feels like the room feels like there's just a big, dark, thunderous cloud and you can just feel it. And I always turn around to whoever it is I'm working with and go, oh, we, that, that's happened. We've done the yeah. dark day. And, yeah. and you know that you're going to be all right. But yeah. it's, I suppose it's my job as the facilitator to guide them through and, and, and affirm them. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, it, this is not great yet, but it will be. Trust me. Yeah. Just, it, it'll be but, okay. But what a gift of experience that you give them, right? That you go, this is the, this is the dark day. And by the way, that was crap. that's okay too that was so crap here are the 10 ways it was crap and here are the 11 ways you can make the crap thing into something better Mm. you know like like i i'm a huge huge fan of the shitty first draft Mm. huge fan like massive 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 fan and i think the best writers like the ones i really admire the people who are who i'm like when i grow up i will be like them Mm. they're no one has ever seen their shitty first draft because what they do is they take the shitty first draft and they just leave it around somewhere for a while. And then they, it's the second draft that they show anyone, you know, that's like, that's the trick. And it took me a while to realize that because I was reading stuff. Pe- these people were writing and I was like, how the fuck is this your first draft? Right. You're awesome. I'm a clown. I'm bad at this. I'm a bad person. Oh my God, this is terrible. And then you realize it's not their first draft. It's the first draft they're showing you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, right. Okay, okay, okay. And then there's just that thing of like, do you know what? This is a job. Like, this is a job. Yeah. You have to just, it, it doesn't matter if you don't feel uh, energized or whatever. You just fucking do it. Like, yeah. I told you the story before, right? My dad, I, I, was, it was, I was in a third year of college. I was doing an essay on transport economics. And I was like arsing around. And I was sighing and making tea and sighing some more, making tea and sighing. And my dad was like, he was just about to do a 12 hour shift driving, he's a taxi driver, driving people around mm-hmm. Dublin, you know, um, 
the threat of getting stabbed every night like you know and there's this lad first guy to go to college in the whole family right so and, and he went to trinity as well so he's you know just a representative of these knob ends that he's driving around drunk at three o'clock in the morning right and he kept saying like can you do anything yes I'm like no do you know i can't and he sort of you know, every so often he go can you what can you do though i go oh, i can no nothing still nothing you know and um he he would say um he would say things like uh what's wrong you know, you just ask me what's wrong. And I was oh, dad, I've got an essay for transport economic. I think I've got writer's block. And he went, I don't get fucking taxi driver block. <laughs> get up off your hole and write the fucking essay. And I went, yes, dad. And I've never had track. I've never, I never, ever, ever had writing block ever. I've tell that story all the time. People ask, people ask, you write a lot, Steve, because I write, I write five to 10,000 words every week. Mm. You know, so I'm, 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 I, I would be in the upper echelons of that uh, uh, sort of how much, how much writing gets done kind of thing. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm always lashing stuff. <laughs> and I'm always saying, I've always said to people like, there's no such thing as writer's block. It's bullshit. It's yeah. in your head. You know, you can, you might have procrastination. Procrastination can be very, very helpful. Huge fan of procrastination. But the way to, the way to get around procrastination is to have six or seven different projects. Mm-hmm. And just only procrastinate five of them. Yeah. <laughs> and write the fucking six of them. And, you know, and it's it's just, I find the discourse around writing very, um, what's the word? Yeah, it's very middle class. It's very, oh, yeah, my chakra says, they'll, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. If that is your job, write. If it's not your job, that's cool. If you don't feel like it, yeah. don't write, you know? If you're mm. if you're like if you if you if fishing is your hobby and you don't feel like fishing, don't fish, lad. Yeah. But if you make money from fishing, go fish. You know, <laughs> and that's sort of how I, I like. I have a very puritanical attitude to this, and I'm, I'm very I'm very uncool when it comes to, particularly my graduate students with this. So people who are training to do like a PhD in economics, I'm very much like this is my this is my attitude on day one. It's like, I, I will tolerate everything, mistakes, errors, technical, whatever. But there's never a day where you're rocking up to me where you don't have stuff written. Yeah. Like, ever. Unless there's something seriously wrong. And then we'll just deal with that and you'll get back to writing because that's your job now. And I, I've never had a student that's, <laughs> maybe they have had that problem, but they've never told me. <laughs> yeah. And they've all, they've all gotten a, a, their PhDs in under three years too, which is pretty good wow well isn't there isn't there a line in the um in in, it might have been an adaptation or whatever where your man is talking about having writer's block and he uh he talks to a screenwriter kind of guru who is played by brian cox the actor and uh he says like what what's the answer to writer's block and he just a bit you know goes he says a lot of (laughs) expletives but ultimately he says the answer to writer's block is research. You know, yeah. if you can't think, if you can't write, then read and then write. And have yeah. you ever heard of the, the um, it's funny, I had a little moment today with a little gang who are working on their podcast and you, mm-hmm. you kind of, I kind of get them to work in groups back to the room, back and forth. Um, okay. I don't like them sitting there listening to me talk for no. long periods of time. And um, I could see these three were a bit, you know, kind of staring around and nothing was really happening and um 
there's a couple of different terms I, I would use. Um, I just said, like, do you have pens and paper? And they, oh, we've one pen and we've one bit of paper. And I was like, everyone get paper, everyone get a pen right now. And you have, and I, we let them use their phones because obviously they use them in the thing. And I'd say, have you got a stopwatch? Okay. I said, you're going to have two minutes and you cannot stop writing your ideas for the podcast. You, your pen does not leave the page mm-hmm. you know, within reason. And then when, the, when it stops, you, you stop. And then yeah. you share your ideas with each other and just time it. And there's different terms that kind of exquisite pressure is one thing. And mm-hmm. another one is uh, an actual writing uh, technique, a little bit related to that, but a bit broader that somebody introduced me to a few years ago. And I, I, it's magic. Um, it's called Pomodoro. And um, you know what Pomodoro is like the Italian for tomato. <clears throat> and the old school uh, timers are um what do you call it old school kind of timers are look like tomatoes so you set that for like half an hour whatever and then you just write and write and write and then it stops and you just stop writing no matter what you do and you get up and you leave it and it's that idea that you leave the work and then you come back to it later on Anyway, that is the the Pomodoro, which is a handy way, I suppose, of putting yourself under a bit of pressure to write within a time frame, leaving it and then coming back to it a bit later. And uh, you actually generate a lot of content in little half hours every day. But um, yeah, the answer to writer's block, as you'd say, is just do it. Just do it. Put yourself under pressure. Deadlines are amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's much, much easier to work to someone else's deadline. There's a beautiful um, book by C.S. Lewis called The Horse and His Boy. And part of the book, the, the horse, which is a talking horse, is the, and the boy and another horse have to run across a desert. And there's this beautiful piece of like applied psychology in the book where C.S. Lewis says, look, because this horse is a talking horse, he's never actually been pushed. Oh. Like he, 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 if he was just a, pretending to be a regular horse, he would have gone much further than he decided to go because he was, because you, you don't really know your own limits. You need someone else to kind of push you hard to mm. make these things happen fast. And it's, it's extraordinary what a, uh, what a, um, what the power of an external deadline, you know, e- even yeah. if it's just a shared one between two people, it's yep. extraordinary. You know, I, I meeting this morning, seven o'clock this morning and we're trying to come up with a with a date for something in february and the only thing that matters is we pick a date and that that date goes into a calendar and it becomes a thing yeah and the minute it's a thing like a thing that uh, that more than two people agree on then it's real and there's something so powerful about that Um, yeah this is why we we, we do assignments (laughs) because otherwise well otherwise things just they prattle on forever. You're forever waiting to write your great yeah. novel or your your opus or whatever, the thing that's just holding you back <laughs> in your life. Mm, yeah. um, but listen, I am very aware, as usual, of time and that you are going, you have to go. But also, like, all oh, the voice has been recording tomorrow. It's been recorded. Uh, but when can, can we see it online after that? What we'll do is we'll put the YouTube and Facebook live and some other thing, Instagram. I'm all, I'm all the things. Um uh, again, I have no idea how these things are happening, but they're, I, I'm reliably informed it's gonna, they're going to happen. I'm actually, to be honest, I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm very, I'm very humbled because I, I, I don't, 
hang out with um, uh, 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 people anymore. So it's nice to go and meet other humans. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited by 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 just that. Um, but uh, what we're talking about is um, the future of our Ireland, of our mm. island. So Ireland as a, a shared future. Um, and it's like there's there's literally no bigger question. You know, where are we going to be? It's they're the big questions. And I, I just love talking about this. As you know, I've been ranting at you for a year now about this. And it's just they're just brilliant. It's just brilliant questions. And I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to think up ways to contain my thoughts in what will ultimately just be a half hour slot, mm-hmm. you know, and what do I want people to walk away from? You know, or to sit, you know, like people would be watching on the internet, like, how can I help them frame these ideas? Because you don't want to become a, a dystopian thinker. It's all going to be crap, Brexit and COVID and, you know, oh, we're going to run out of bread and nobody's going to be able to make sourdough anymore and whatever. Right? Or, or, or utopian, where it's like, everything's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, it's, it's not... There's not the truth is, is neither of those things, and um, it's like, how do you frame that in a way that doesn't sound like, well, on the one hand, it could be this, <laughs> on the one hand, you know, like, like, how do you do this? And uh, this is my challenge tonight, actually. I'm gonna, I'm going to do, um, I'm gonna, I, I have, I have a, I have a, t- I have a, <laughs> I have these absolutely massive, massive, um, uh, giant posters, stickies. Giant post-its, like like this is a post-it. It's it's about the size of an A4 pad. Yeah, you know, it's and um, I I've just filled them. I have a wall full of. Here, ideas. hold it up, hold hold it up there again. I, I might take a, a picture for uh for free Instagram. Isn't that what you call it? Instagram. <laughs> Oversized post-its. Got it. Excellent. Lovely. Lovely. Giant <laughs> um. Lolly, well, I really look forward to watching that. And obviously, when this goes out, we can still tweet links to it and let people know where they can watch it. And and we can even we, we can even talk about some future of the island stuff next week as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, it's very delight delightful as always to to chat, Stephen. And Thank best you. of luck I, with I, that. And I just I just love I love the fact that you are bringing something that we just, you know, we just need, right? We just need students that transition your students. They need to learn these skills and mm. you're not just teaching them how to make a podcast. You're teaching them how to make anything, right? That, that's, just that's the big thing. Set a deadline, come up with ideas, find practical ways to actually make them happen and then just horse through mm. the bits of it that just aren't that fun. Well, it's you always know. funny working with with teenagers because um, I really like teenagers actually because um, they're always like, oh, "We'll just do it and it'll be it'll be good. It'll just be, it'll be gas. It'll be funny. We'll, we won't plan it or anything." And you know, you kind of let this happen for a while, and then you just uh, I always use the example of the swan. You know, you watch a swan gliding on the water. It's very beautiful, very elegant, effortless. But underneath, the legs are going. Prrr crazy you don't see that so even to make something that sounds incredibly chilled out and laid back is a load of work (laughs) so and they kind of go hmm yeah maybe Mm, don't know if we trust you and then they by the end of it they'll get it but it's it's you know what it's lovely because I thought I've my heart is kind of broken for the transition years of this year in general 
because this is a year yeah. they get to do mad stuff and they they don't get that and so it is lovely to be able to do something that's COVID compliant and creative and uh and also i'm kind of learning on the job a little bit myself so mm. watch mm. this space covid compliant creative podcasting cccp i think somebody's <laughs> already taken that acronym <laughs> And that joke will be lost on those kids. That's fair. Totally lost. (laughs) Well, listen, Stephen, until next week, uh, have a good one in Dingle. So jealous in a really nice, jealous way, like wishing you well, but would love, obviously, to be going to Dingle. Um, and, And until then, have a good one. You too. Take care. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff. A Limerick Post podcast produced by Eric Fitzgerald. Theme tune is performed and composed by David Blake. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. You can now follow the show on Twitter at AnnSteveTalk. Get Stephen at Stephen Kinsler. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne at AnnBlake78. That's an Anne without an E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post.